Well, 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 good afternoon, good evening to just about everybody. Hope you're doing well. Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain, and I hope that you are having a great week and a great, great evening. Oh, gosh, just a little bit to, uh, little bit to talk about. So, uh, freedomain.com forward slash connect, freedomain.com forward slash connect, uh, well worth Keep forget, I also live stream Dailymotion and uh, other places, so you can find my live streams there. Because, well, what can I tell you? You know, when you're a controversial figure, and by controversial I mean you tell the truth. You know, if you're a controversial figure, and you see in your inbox some of the most dreaded terms in the known universe. And one of those dreaded terms in the known universe would be updated terms of service. <laughs> updated terms of service doesn't that always just have that ring of oh man this is going to be great <laughs> i can't wait for these updated terms of service i'm sure it's going to be extra fair extra wonderful extra spicy extra delicious yeah we all know it's extra doom right extra doom doom on a stick and so yeah you might want to uh, keep me around for this and uh, there's one that just came into my inbox, which said, you know, oh, yeah, don't incite violence. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, nothing illegal. Yes, fair enough. Uh, no promotion of hatred. Kind of vague. Kind of vague. And, and then there was one which was, uh, don't cause emotional upset. <laughs> don't cause emotional upset. Isn't that wild? I mean, first of all, that's kind of my job is to cause emotional upset. but So I guess that's neither here nor there. But don't cause emotional upset, apparently, is the big thing these days. Now, you kind of know how this plays out. You know how this plays out, right? Because there's a meeting, right? There's a meeting with people who, I think it's fair to say, fairly safe to say they don't think things through. People who just, they don't think things through. Because somebody, and that somebody doubtless has an agenda. And somebody says, hey, um, you don't, we don't want to be promoting emotional upset, do we? We don't want to make people upset, promoting upset. That would be, that would be very bad. And, you know, other people nod wisely and sagely and in-depth, right? They say, oh, yeah, no, we don't want to be causing emotional upset to people, man. That would be really, really bad. Other people are like, yeah, that's emotional upset is bad. Let's make sure we don't cause any emotional upset. Well, we don't want to be in the business of promoting emotional upset, do we? So they say, well, let's, let's make sure that we, we won't host people who promote emotional upset. Now, what does that mean? It means that the weak become the strong, and the strong become the weak. That's what it means. Don't promote emotional upset. That's what it means. And it's really tragic, because if somebody proposed that to me, if I was running a streaming service or a podcast hosting service or something like that, and somebody came up to me and said, well, you know, we don't want to be promoting emotional upset. I would say, you know, we're in the business of providing technology. We're not, in the pro we're not in the business of managing people's emotions, right? We're in the business of providing technology so that people can communicate. We are not in the business of managing people's emotions. That's the first thing I would say. And the second thing that I would say is how on earth would you possibly know that somebody's emotional upset is either A, valid, or B, even real to begin with? So people can get emotionally upset about things which are completely invalid, right? So how do you know it's a valid 
emotional upset. So two people can see the same, can listen to the same joke. One finds it very funny. The other one finds it offensive. Who's right? Who's wrong? Who knows? Who cares? Doesn't matter. That's for free speech to sort out, right? So is it even valid now? Or is it even true? Because what I would say is, come on, the first thing that, if we say, oh, we're going to get rid of people who cause emotional upset, the first thing that'll happen is people will claim to be emotionally upset just to shut people up, just to get rid of arguments and, and perspectives and shows and conversations that they just don't like. So how do we even know? If, if so-and-so calls and says, uh, or, or we get a bunch of messages saying, oh, this show is emotionally upsetting. Well, first of all, it's like, don't listen to it. <laughs> if it's emotionally upsetting, I got a radical notion. How about you just don't listen to it? That's a thought. It's a possibility, isn't it? It's a possibility, right? But so uh, somebody says, this show is emotionally upsetting. Do we know if it's valid or not? Surely the truth is a good defense. What if they're emotionally upset by the truth, what do we do then? Do we suppress the truth to prevent the people from being emotionally upset? Well, of course, we all know that that's exactly what's going on these days anyway, right? That's, what, uh, that's what's going on as people are getting emotionally upset by the truth and the truth has to just die, right? The truth just dies on the vine. Why? Because, because feelings, because feelings are being hurt all over the place. And, I mean, that's a particularly, let's be frank, right? It's a particularly female strategy. We know that, right? To cry in order to make sure that uh, you can get away with something, right? That's, that's what goes on. And this tells you where the pe where real power is in the world. Patriarchy, my ass, right? Patriarchy, give me a break, right? Because women cry and the world bows and kowtows and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, oh, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. Can't believe it. Just can't believe it, right? And you don't know if it's valid. You don't know if it's true. You don't know if it's real. And here's the other thing, too. I got to tell you, it's just a pride thing. I would, I would be, wouldn't you? Tell me, tell me what you guys think, right? Wouldn't you be embarrassed to, to call up some company crying that you were upset about a podcast or a conversation or a show? You just... I mean, to me, that would be like, oh, gross. Like, where's your sense of pride? Where's your sense of self-esteem? Where's your sense of dignity? Because you're publicly saying, I can't handle words. I just can't handle words. I mean, that would be an indication of a catastrophic failure of processing reality. I can't handle words. Arguments cause me panic attacks. Now, of course... And it, it's desperate. It's a desperately corrosive spread of mental ill health, right? Of mental fragility, right? Whatever you reward grows. Whatever you subsidize grows. Whatever you tax diminishes. And if you tax honesty, honor, and integrity, they diminish. And if you subsidize weakness, neurasthenia, neurosis, panic attacks, manipulation, fainting spells, then they grow. These ridiculous terms of service are spreading mental illness like wildfire because they're giving fragility power they're giving fragility power and the moment you give fragility power it's almost impossible to unseat it from the human heart and the human mind the moment you start giving fragility power i remember i remember i remember being in do you ever have this in gym class and everybody has this right you you take some you're playing murder ball right and murder ball when you're 13 is unbelievably unfair. 12, 13, right? 
because it seems like all the Lebanese kids who started going through puberty at the age of eight and who have hands big enough to pick up the ball with one hand are facing off against the waspy kids who are still staring down shameful showers of no chest hair. And it ends up with Lebanese ball craters through their groins. Totally unfair. Prepubescent versus postpubescent is not the most fair. And you say, oh, well, it's a, if, you, if, you pretend, if you say that you're a woman, but you're a man, it's unfair. Hey, man, we all stared down that unfairness. I was a pretty scrawny kid. I wasn't a total late bloomer, but compared to, it just seemed like the Middle Eastern kids, you know, the, the kids who uh, had to start shaving the backs of their hands when they were 12 and had beards that kind of reached probably within a thumb's width of their eyes. <laughs> nice kids, actually nice kids for the most part, I'll say that. But uh, that's totally unfair. And you take a shot to the head, right? You know, you get those stars. You usually feel like Tweety Bird and Sylvester just going round and round your head. These stars and you taste that bitter, acidic, like you just licked a battery taste in your mouth as your teeth rattle around like a pair of dice on a Vegas casino table. And you come up and it's like shades so dark they won't even know your name. And, you shade, and what, does the, what does the gym teacher say? He comes over. I remember this guy, a Scottish guy. Ah, you're fine. You're fine, lad. You're fine. Get back in there. Like some Simpsons caretaker caricature, right? And I remember he, he, would, he had these, um, I guess he was a chewing tobacco kind of guy because he had these thumbs and fingers that seems like if, if Satan shat nicotine, he was the proctologist that checked it all out because he had these foul, foul fingers. And he'd reach around inside your mouth, check your teeth. <laughs> My entire esophagus is having a me too moment. You're fine. And it, it annoyed me a little bit at the time because, you know, you grow up with a single mom and what happens, right? You fall. <gasps> are you okay? Are your knees okay? Do you have, are you cut? Can you wiggle your fingers? Are you okay? Oh, come lie down. I'll make you some Ovaltine. Well, put your feet up. <laughs> My mom, for all of her faults, and there were many, was pretty good when I was unwell or injured. She is pretty good at nursing, right? Because it took me back to where motherhood is at, at its best, which is toddlerhood, right? But for boys, I don't know, for the girls, things, oh, are you okay? You know, right? But for the boys, you're fine. Get back in there. Walk it off. <laughs> Isn't that you hear that all the time? You take some sideways crunch when you're playing touch football and your foot is flopping around like a broken tripod. Walk it off. <laughs> You're fine. Get back in there. You're good. And it teaches you to be kind of tough. I remember the day before I went to go and visit my father in Africa, I was uh, sprinting through the woods. I was doing sort of wind sprints and jogging, and I was a big cross-country guy at that time. I was doing wind sprints through the woods, and I, I leaped off, leapt off a bunch of rocks into what I thought were leaves. Unfortunately, it wasn't leaves. It was like rocks with a thin layer of leaves, so I twisted my ankle pretty badly. And I was lying in the woods, and you, you know, you get that shock when you, when you hurt yourself, right? Before the pain comes, you get that shock, and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? It could be not so bad, medium bad, or OMG, multiple surgeries bad. You know, like when you fall, when you're skiing. <laughs> Please don't be my ACL. Please don't be my ACL. Oh, good. Just my ass. I'm fine. Walk it off. Get back on the slow blood. 
and I ended up, uh, you know, rest, ice, compression, and elevation, right? So I had to get on the plane the next day, and it wasn't hugely swollen, but my ankle was pretty damn sore, pretty sore, you know? Like you're walking with your tibia stuck in a broken glass, or you're walking along, limping around. And then you get on a plane flight that subjectively appeared to last for about 14,000 hours, and you can feel every pulse of your heart pounding through your swollen ankle, right? And you can't, you can't compress it. <laughs> you can't, re- well, I guess you're resting it. You can't ice it, and you certainly can't elevate it. Why? Because you're strapped into an airplane seat. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Pain, 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 pain. Oh, we've stopped for refueling. Can I walk? No. You can't walk it off. Sit down and sweat it off. Don't worry. You'll be in Africa soon enough, lad. And then you can walk it off. <laughs> if you can still walk, that is. Uh, you know, I remember being young enough when I first went to Africa when I was six years old. No, I think I might have been five. Yeah, I went to boarding school when I was six. This is before that. And I remember my father used to give me fudge in return for me eating an entire tomato. And for all my father's many faults, and there were many, The man could make some fudge. Oh, my God. The man could make some fudge to the point where I was even willing to eat what essentially is Satan's scrotum known as a tomato. Not my favorite fruit slash vegetable slash hellspawn of sphericalness. And, yeah, that first trip, I remember being young enough that they used to take, they took me up to the, the front of the plane. And they... I could chat with the pilots, and then uh, that visit unfortunately came to an abrupt end because always being a curious soul with very few sense of rational boundaries, I flicked a switch. Hey, what does this do? <gasps> Don't <laughs> you just dumped her for fuel? No, I didn't. I didn't. It did, probably didn't do anything, but I was hustled out of there pretty quickly, and and all of that. But that's back before all of these, you know, this terrorism days and all of that. It's like the kids, uh, the kids right now, the younger people are very nostalgic for the early 2010s when racial harmony was considered to be something achievable in schools. Uh, now it's all just straight-up ethnic gang warfare, but it's another reason why the teachers don't want the schools open, of course. But Yeah, it's just really sad. It's really sad. New terms of service. If you cause emotional upset. <laughs> so you know what happens. And you you know what happens. You know the way this plays out, right? I don't have to... Spell this out for you, I'm sure, right? You know the way this plays out. If I say, hey, man, these guys are using the term white privilege, I find that highly offensive because it implies that I didn't work very hard for the things that I've achieved, and I have worked pretty freaking hard for the things that I've achieved. So I find the term white privilege is really, I guess, I, um, it's upsetting. <laughs> you know they're not going to give a shit about that, right? But you have white privilege, so we don't care that you're upset. White privilege. Why don't they just say fuck off? It's just so much easier. Get lost. Too bad. Screw you. So if I say I find the term white privilege very upsetting, you've got to shut this down. Nobody's going to listen, right? We all know what this is about, right? If uh, there's some woman ranting about the patriarchy on some show and I call up and say, I find this highly offensive. Women outvote men. Women outlive men. Women gain from male taxes, and men lose through female predation through the state. 
I grew up with single mothers all around me. No man, no patriarchy. I find this term highly offensive. Upsets me. Nobody's going to give a shit, right? <laughs> Nobody's going to care. We all know what this means. Who gets to have their upset mean something? And who doesn't? In the wars of the wounded, you know, there used to be the wars of the healthy and they'd take out the wounded. Now it's a war against the healthy by the wounded who self-inflict imaginary wounds in order to snipe a shoot. Truth tellers from the high towers of blue rinse technology. Really tragic stuff. But it's okay. It's okay. It's an inevitable progression. The more you study history, the more you realize it's the same shit with different costumes. Until such time as Bitcoin replaces fiat currency, blockchain replaces the censorship of centralized high-tech oligarchies, and voluntarism replaces the state. It may seem a million miles away, but it gets a little closer every day. And it may be closer than you or I can even imagine. All right. Sorry, I lied earlier. I really did. I feel bad about it. If it's any consolation, I, uh, I didn't know that I'd lied. Really? So uh, we are going to be talking to a couple this evening. Thank you for indulging me in my intro. I appreciate that. And uh, you know what? Don't forget. Don't forget, man. You can join Free Domain Chat. I think it's t.me forward slash Free Domain Radio. t.me forward slash Free Domain Radio. And last but not least, dudes, I'm telling you, I hate to sound like Mr. Salesman, <laughs> but I have been for quite a long time. <sighs> Free Domain NFT.com. Free Domain NFT.com. Free Domain Non-Fungible Token. Dot com, free domain, nft.com. It's my very first NFT. You could own a slice of philosophy history. Bidding is uh, not far from over. We've got some pretty good bids in. I'm just telling you, not only do you help out the show, not only do you get to own a slice of philosophical history. This is a show that was never released, and you can see a low-res version of it, but there's a 4K high-res, super high-dupe version after the uh, you win the bid. And I genuinely believe this thing is going to go up in value like you wouldn't believe. If, I mean, I, I was the biggest intellectual in the world for quite some time, simply because sort of reach and scope. And that will return. That will return over time. May not be in my lifetime, but that doesn't really matter. But what, I mean, good Lord. For those of you, you know, it's eth Ethereum, right? It's what you pay. So for those of you who got some Ether, man, do you think that the first... Stefan Molyneux, free domain, philosophical, non-fungible token. The ownership of a unique, one-of-a-kind show. Do you not think that that's going to go up in value over the years? Maybe a little bit more than Ethereum? It's just my particular <laughs> take on things, but I'm telling you. Help out the show. Stake a claim on the history of philosophy. Gain something that's going to go up in value. I really, really, really believe. Because, you know, when I'm done, there are no more shows and there's nobody else out there even remotely like me. You know, all the people who are out there who are still talking about, oh, we're doing politics, man. 
We're talking about Biden stumbling on a plane steps. Oh, did you see how China dissed Biden's ambassador in Alaska? <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, they all know. They all know the stuff that I was talking about that was the most important. None of them are picking up on it. And, you know, I was just thinking about this last thing I'll say before we get to the callers. I appreciate your patience. We can always split the show into two if we need to because we got two hours only. But, you know, I went down and I went down hard last year, right? Lost uh, just about everything that I spent 15 years building, right? Now, I like Milo in a lot of ways, but he went down for two things. He went down for making fun of the woman who starred in Ghostbusters 2, and he went down for talking about how the pedophile who assaulted him as a child taught him how to give a good blowjob. Now, those are not noble reasons to flame out. Those are not decent, good, positive, it's worth it reasons to flame out. Alex Jones, like him a lot. Interesting guy, passionate guy, been doing this longer than I have. But Sandy Hook not real. Is that really the hill to die on? I just, I can't see it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why would you, why would you make that choice? Why would you, what, what, what's the point? And since I accept Sandy Hook, can you imagine being, of course, the parents? That's why you got sued, right? Because the parents of the kids murdered at Sandy Hook are getting death threats because they're considered to be crisis actors. Yeah, that's pretty shitty, man. It's unbelievably shitty. Your kid gets gunned down and then you get death threats. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty bad situation. So I, I'm proud of what I went down for. Ethnic supremacy, my opposition there too. Race and IQ. Voluntary family relationships. Those are things worth going down for. Those are things worth going down for. And the impact of my going down the crater left behind spread those ideas more than people suspect and or imagine. It's amazing. 